All right. Now, most valuable guy in this young core on three is one, two, three. RJ Bear. IQ. Hey, what? I have. Hey, how about those next? How about those next? Very fun episode. Uh, even though Sean was not here today, we had a guest spot from one of TKW's own best and brightest. We had Jeremy J. Nicky. All right, boys, first quarter time. You know what that means? We got a little swisher dish right now. Uh, and things have not been great in RJ Barrett land uh, of late. RJ is feeling some pressure. Randall continuously feels the pressure and the heat from fans, right? And are we just at a point now where we've seen multiple seasons of middling results? We kind of know what we're going to get with these two being our two better players, you know, at least a better chunk of what we're trying to do there at the, out there on the basketball court. Are RJ Barrett and Julius Randle's games a little bit redundant for this team right now and moving forward? Are you guys swishing or dishing? You know, Jeremy, guest spot today on the show. I'm going to lob it up to you first. Appreciate it. Um, I'm definitely going to swish that. Um, the issue with, with Julius and RJ is that neither of them are actually good three-point shooters despite what uh, hot stretches may show or hot games may show. They both kind of need the ball more so in, within the three-point line to be effective. And the issue is that they literally on multiple counts will stand in each other's way. And it makes it both of their offenses look quite awful. And then on top of that, you have players that are both trying to shot hunting and not necessarily consistently looking at players involved. So it, it literally just looks like a 6'9 version and a 6'7 version of the same player on the court at the same time. And it's something that won't work in the, in the totality, totality of an offensive scheme. Like you, you need some variety in there. You need someone who at least can shoot the ball. So when those are your two guys who are taking the most shots on your team, like you're kind of setting yourself up for failure and you're not putting the rest of your team in a position to succeed. Well, the way I like, I agree with you. Right. So I, I think initially I wanted to switch on this just because I think that there are definitely redundant parts of the game. But do I think that it could work at the same time? I think it could. I think that they it, if they both were willing to make it work, that it could. But I think that within the minutes that they've played together over these last few years, you've seen in the totality of it all that really it's not efficient. Right. It really doesn't work. So there has to be a give and take. And I feel like they're both kind of unwilling to do that, right? Like you don't see Randall, um, you know, give up the leash a little bit. What sucks is in the in, in preseason and in the first few games of this season, you saw Randall really take a step back and kind of facilitate more, you know, and he played such a great complimentary game early on. And as time went on, that's faded. And he's totally regressed into what we had last year, which was, I need to go get my own. And it's like, you don't. you got four other guys on the court that are more than capable of helping out. And they need to let the game come to them. And you don't see that. So I'm, I'm swishing on the idea that they definitely have redundant, um, you know, pieces of their game, as Jeremy laid out, as I'm sure you're going to lay out, Kyle. Um, but I don't swish on the idea that it could work if they were willing to make it work. Unfortunately, I just, I'm at a point where I don't see it happening. Yeah, uh, I'm squishing on that. I think they're redundant now. And I've at different points, obviously, I still defend RJ pretty you know, strongly, but um, I've defended these guys at different points for different reasons and different things. And I wanted to give them time, you know, as RJ continued to grow as a player to see what they could look like, not just together, but what new wrinkles that they could add to the offense. And I thought 
the close last season where RJ started to get a little bit more running opportunity as an offensive initiator for this for this team. I thought maybe they were heading in that direction coming into this year and beyond. Um, and we've seen RJ kind of revert back to standing in the corner a lot. And it's not like he does. And I do. There's this thing where, you know, fans never want to admit like RJ gets chances. RJ gets chances that are not in the corner. The problem is we see like he throws up a lot of bullshit, too. We got to start like just calling it what it is. I thought eventually some, I want him to shoot these shots because how else are you going to get good at things unless you try them in the game, right? So there's a natural giving of a pass to let him figure out those things too. But at some point, like, you can't just keep this as year four now, you know, and it's an ongoing issue. You can't just keep chucking up bullshit and getting nowhere and then keep hurting the team that way too. We're not really working on offense to find easy looks or got ways that we're maximizing these guys. We're more just like your turn, my turn, I'll... I'll I'll throw up this mid-range, you throw up this mid-range, and then neither one of them is really a good enough passer. At least Julius, I feel like, tries to pass more, but he just does dumb shit, right? He'll just jump it's in the air. only when he's forced to, man. Only I, when he's forced I, to. I, I disagree. It's not only when he's forced to, but he does put himself in situations too often where he for, he ends up needing to force himself out of it. He gets these bailouts positions I see like six times a game with him where he thought he, he could draw a defender in and the defender didn't come and now he's stuck with two guys now he's got to jump and, and spin and find somebody and it happens too often i've always wanted the the all southpaw lineup I, I was hoping it would work out in an organic and fun way i wanted all lefties i was very close very close we almost got it You're right. uh, and and it just didn't happen and it seems like it won't happen in the future all right ladies and gentlemen we got the second quarter here and uh we're going to do something which happens almost every single day in Knicks land, uh, amongst the Knicks fan base, and it's time to argue and rank some of these young players of which we not only love, but we refuse to part with under any circumstances, even if there's a fire, even if there's a superstar available. Uh, fuck you guys, we're gonna keep these star uh, these young players and they're all gonna be all-stars. So that being said, we're gonna rank them now. Okay, a lot of young guys on this team, a lot of ways we can go about this, and I know many people feel very differently but going to try to come to a consensus, which of course is impossible, especially amongst Knicks fans. But at least if there's three of us here, we have a better opportunity. So we're going to try to give you a TKW Weekly ranking of the Knicks young core. All right. Now, most valuable guy in this young core on three is one, two, three. RJ Barrett. IQ. Oh my God. RJ Barrett for me. I, I'm sorry, man. It's Danny, what? I have no de- I have no defense of this in the moment. I understand. I'm willing to at least on today, November 26th, to still stick my claim in. He's playing a career-worst stretch of basketball, and he will find a way out of it. I maintain that R.J. Barrett is still the best play- young player on this team, and that he will show it soon. I think that two out of three, R.J. gets the nod as the number one. I just want to explain why I went with IQ, and the reason is I'm going right now. Who's okay. the most valuable of this group right now? And I got to say IQ. You know what I mean? On the defensive end, he sets a tone. Uh, on the offensive end, his shot has been falling lately. And I think that if, if you look at the amount of minutes he plays, he still could play more minutes, you know? Um, which brings us to the second guy that would be the most valuable of this young core. Uh, Jeremy, who you got here? At number two for most value. Um, believe it or not, I'm going Cam Reddish at two, simply because you, his impact is undeniable. Um, you truly, when you look at the bunch of the young guys, he's the one player who I can depend on 
that if his defense is never lacking, that's just one straight off the bat. But if his offense is flowing too, he sometimes looks like the best player on the court. I what keep, about Emmanuel, man? I know. Emmanuel. My thing with my thing with the here, here's the difference with, with IQ and Cam because it was a toss up between the two of them. But the thing with with Cam is like. His, like I said, it's his defense. Like I can put the trust in Cam. Like yo, go guard the four, go guard the right. three, go guard the two, go guard the one. Well, IQ, it's just like you guard one or two. Like you're, you're asking for a lot. If you're asking IQ to guard the three, and then let me tell you why I got IQ here real quick because I want to hear what what Kyle's got to say. But for me, and I was gonna ask you this, Jay, what is the best ability? Availability. Correct. Only reason I got IQ on the list before before Cam. I would love to be more in on the Cam stuff. However. I've seen exactly, what, 10, maybe 15 games to be excited about since he's been a Nick. This is about as, as small sample size theater as he gets. Um, and with that, he hasn't even been all that consistent offensively. It's been a couple of big games, which we all got excited about because there's, of course, everybody talks about the perceived upside with the former, you know, highly touted prospect. So I get that and I get where why there's excitement. And I think especially in the defensive end, um, he's, I think there he's done a great consistent job, and I, so I get I get Jeremy's point there from that aspect. So right now I got I got uh, Emmanuel quickly second just because the defense is there, and I think he's got a a bigger, more consistent offensive role, and and one that he's proved to have multiple bigger moments with this team with. So from what you're saying, it sounds like you also have Grimes following IQ in this pecking order. No. Wrong, we wrong, wrong. Okay. Mitchell Robinson, right. respecters. I need you to stand up real quick, Let's right? Spa Talk spare me, it. spare me the OB topping, uh, truther nonsense of which I largely subscribe to, but not for this specific list of rankings. Okay, Mitchell Rob, when are we going to give Mitchell Robinson some respect for what he's good at and not right. hear about the things that he doesn't do? I don't care that Mitchell Robinson doesn't have a post game, I don't care that Mitchell Robinson doesn't shoot three pointers. I could give less of a fuck what i do care about is mitchell robinson's one of the best for sure top five defensive centers in the nba what i do care about is he's always a top five uh, leader in blocks in the nba what i do care about is he's always a top offensive rebounder in the nba which is especially important on a team that bricks as much as this new york knicks teams does so please please put some respect on mitchell robinson's name I'm getting a little bit sick of it okay he got paid now Mind you, he was playing for fucking free before this, and now he gets paid only $60 million <laughs> over four years. Really a reasonable deal. And I'm it here, is. oh, but but just, just let, let you know, trade him and, and, and let Sim start. Oh, you know, year. It, it's hard season. I mean, cry me a fucking river. Crazy. Respect Mitchell Robinson. Neither one of you try to argue with me. I only wish to hear agreeances when you start speaking about this. It is Mitchell Robinson. Anything else, it is is bluff anything else is your desire your wish for ob to be better than he actually is your wish for sims to be better your wish for grimes to be better in reality right now actually mitch should probably be too but i'm giving quick in our weird guard situation the, the nod a little bit okay jay did you in fact put anybody over him um i i had grimes first but 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 quickly changed my mind because i realized Mitch is so important to this team and does, honestly doesn't get enough credit for it. It's because his numbers don't pop up on the box score, you know. He's not flashy. He's not a seven-footer that's posterizing everybody. He doesn't have a dream shake or any of these things. But, yo, how many times have we said, if we only had Mitch? 
things would have been different. Like, how many times do we say that as fans? You can't keep saying that and be like, oh yeah, but he's not that good. I, I say this, people wouldn't be crying if this is Robert Williams and entirely the same player, except for Mitch actually stays way more healthy than Robert Williams. But hey, that's another conversation for another day. Last week, sitting on my couch, watching the World Cup, things are going great. I look up, I hear shrieking at my window. There was a hawk, literally a hawk, just sitting, perched right outside my window on my deck, like on the thing, right? And I, I was stunned. I could not believe that. This, and it was just sitting. Now hawks don't fly. Can we get the slow. picture of this hawk? We, we will. I will. I will force. Get? I will force Ryan to insert the picture in. Yeah, we need and, that. And it's just sitting there. It was. It was so large that it even scared all of my dogs. They weren't even like the, the normal barking. <laughs> they were like scared. So we, we were all very confused as to how this happened. Now, I did a little bit of leg Googling. <laughs> now, a hawk only comes you to, to visit you. Natural. A hawk only comes to visit you when there's big winds of change in your life. It's considered a very fortunate circumstance in Native American history. If a hawk comes, to, not that you see one, if a hawk comes and visits you, it's considered a very unique circumstance of where they are the messengers of the universe, these hawks. Mm-hmm. They will find you to deliver a message. Now, I didn't have a conversation with this guy. I was not high enough for the situation. But the hawk came and visited me. And, you know, I'm expecting a, a daughter in February, me and my wife. And I'm just sitting here thinking, man, all this ramping up of nature since I got here, you know, culminates to this moment where a hawk comes and drops in just a couple of months before my daughter arrives into this world. And I cannot help but think that I worked with the universe in such a way, such a masterful way, that it's communicating like, buddy, we got you. We're on the lookout. <laughs> big, big things coming up, you know, the, the daughter or not, you know, that's why this hawk is here. Third quarter time, ladies and gentlemen, you know what that means. If you're in the TKW community, we will be bringing your tweets onto the big board every week. We will uh, show you some of the best tweets that we've seen throughout the week, whether it's frustrations or just general thoughts and ramblings. And this week we have uh, Michelle at underscore cyanide. It's a questionable Questionable Twitter handle, I think. You, you should reconsider uh, long-term uh, w- what it is that you put there. But we're going to just move on into say, uh, what, you know, people judge. General general safety. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the, the tweet itself says, been asking all the communities that, that they're in for help on something. I'm getting new jerseys for all my favorite teams this year for Christmas. Who should I get? Do we know all of this person's favorite teams? Or are we just going well, to... Let's just focus let's start with Knicks. Knicks. Yeah, let's just focus yeah. with Knicks. You know, you're, you're I'm curious, why else do you have a favorite team? Well, maybe it's like different sports. sports. Yeah. All right. I'll give I'll give Michelle that. I'll give Michelle that. If, if that is your real name. I mean, cyanide yeah. is very questionable. It's questionable. But listen, if you're going to be getting a Knicks jersey this year for Christmas, in my opinion, it's got to be RJ Barrett. He's probably going to be here a little bit longer than the other guys. I'm sorry, Jay. Look at Jay's face. He's like, oh, hmm. Yo, listen, RJ's that guy, man. He's going to be the cornerstone of this franchise. I don't see that changing. They didn't trade him for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I just think he's the safest bet right now. So I clearly disagree. You got to go with the godson. You got to go with the Jalen Brunson jersey. It's the hottest thing on the market right now. He's been Mr. Consistent, Mr. Reliable, Mr. Point. I can't get mad at that. He, he, he's he's here. He's here. He's JB. Here. Like, fourth quarter. Most consistent player. He's been our best player by, like, leaps and bounds. It is, it'll be the best jersey. Plus, the number 11 kind of just looks smooth on a jersey when you see it, man. You can't go wrong with it. I love R.J. Barrett. Everybody knows that. But Jalen Brunson is the best jersey to have right now. Clearly, there's no there's no argument behind it. Jeremy was spitting, all right? Uh, I, I said this as a, as a proud R.J. Barrett jersey owner. There's one on the frame there. There's one on the closet, the robe that I wear. Um, 
the answer to this question right now is Jalen Brunson um, for all the reasons that Jeremy gave you. And uh, while I would love for it to unequivocally still be RJ Barrett, um, there's nothing worse than buying a jersey and then a young player not panning out the way that you would like. And it's some sometimes, you know what? It's okay to just take the sure thing. It's okay to take the sure thing. That might not be the biggest, flashiest superstar jersey. And you just take the sure fucking thing. And I think Jalen Brunson is the sure thing. Oh, but th- wait, Michelle, don't buy an IQ jersey. Don't do it because NBA and trade rumors, you don't want to have to go trade that in for a team that you don't even like. You just don't stay away. Stay away from that. It's crunch time. It's the fourth quarter. You know what that means. Uh, our producer, Ryan Gray, always has a, a game for us and a game for you guys to, to be able to watch us play. And uh, It's always a handful. So, you know, uh, we're going back this week to a game we did a couple weeks ago. Uh, this is one that Sean, who is currently on vacation right now. Sean, buddy, hope you're enjoying it. Having the time of your life. Looks like you are. Um, but Sean won this last game when we did it. We're doing the same game. This week, it's last man standing, only this time we're doing it with assists and not points. And the assists are 4.5 assists per game. Okay, four and a half assists a game. No minimum games requirement in Knicks history. And key reminder, this franchise, we do not have historically good ball distributors. Let's hop right into it. Players in the Knicks career to average over 4.5 assists. No minimum games requirement. I will go first. So... What I will say first, and obviously just to get this one off the board, is Jalen Brunson. Correct. All right, I'll throw out the next one, and I'm going to go with Walt Clyde Frazier. Correct. Wow, you guys are taking the easy ones right off the board. Um, I'm going to go with Raymond Felton. Hmm. Correct. It's interesting. Um, You know... For this one, it's a little bit of a deeper cut, but uh, the real Knicks fans should remember what was the point guard ahead of his time. Can I get some love for Chris Duhon? Can I get a a correct? Here we go. Correct. Chris Duhon, the GOAT. Single game assist leader for the Knicks. Sad. I'm I'm gonna branch off that. I'm gonna go with, (laughs) let's throw out Mark Jackson. Yes, correct. Oh, man. This is what felt is mine. We're five names in and things are already getting murky. Um, let's see. Oof. It's just tough. Oh. Oh. We got a timer on these? Right, right. You were counting. I was going to say, I'm not going to lie. Julius Randle. Correct. Okay, the show, the show goes on. The show goes on. And the show goes on with Stefan Marbury, who, of course, averaged more than 4.5 assists in his Knicks career before eating Vaseline. Correct. That was a good one. That was a good one. I'm going to go with Charlie Ward. Did I freeze? Are you about to leave? Incorrect. Ah, man. I can't believe that. I really can't believe that. This is so hard. Um, I, damn. 10, 9. I'm go Jared Jack. Correct. 
shocking and disgusting answer that turned out to be correct. I, that was wow. Um, hmm. I had one name, and I'm having second thoughts about it now. Um, you should. It's it's a very oh my god. I want to say I want to say one name, and I'm I'm terrified because there's two parts to it. That, it, that it's not gonna. Oh my god! Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, Say it. four, Say it. three, oh. two, one. Derrick Rose. Oh. From the first wow. Knicks season, I thought there would be enough. Incorrect. No, sir. This is why I don't want to say it. Wow. Jeremy, uh, the floor is yours. Uh, how do you feel? Uh, this is your inaugural TKW Weekly guest spot. And also, your inaugural TKW uh, Weekly victory here. For, Walk for, off for, with a dub. How, how do you feel? The floor is yours. You know, thoughts? I just want to thank my mom uh, for giving birth to me. First and foremost, <laughs> uh, shout out to you, mama. Um, nah, real talk, that was hard. <laughs> that was very tough. It's very shameful when we go and look through the last... It 15 is. years of point guards and the minimal amount of names that are on that list, like 15 years of multiple point guards. And I think there are two on that list that average at least four and a half assists, which isn't even a crazy number. Um, but now I feel good. Uh, glad you guys had me. Glad you guys, you know, let me get the W. Uh, hopefully you guys can be better next week. Yeah.